Right, at this time is our Master Clubs program with, under the direction of Brother Joe Carpenter. And I, I want to say, though, before you start, thank you, Betty Sheffield. You have been such a help to Master Clubs this year. Boy, with the load that you've had this year, and yet you've carried on and you've helped this thing greatly. And, and um, uh, Joe is glad that you are here and able to help. I'll, I'll guarantee you that as well. So, Brother Joe, would y'all come? All right. Well, I want to thank every single one of you for being here tonight and showing support of the service of our young people here. Um, the Lord has really just blessed this year. It's been an awesome year. Uh, many souls saved, uh, many decisions made, and these kids are getting involved in the service to the Lord, and that's an amazing thing. And the Lord also provided for us such an amazing year. It's been a weird year, right? It's just been weird everywhere. Um, but God's work still needs to be done. Young people still need to be reached, and people still need to hear about the Word of God. Not only that, but we have a fantastic team. The Lord provided for us a fantastic team this year. Honestly, uh, we would not be able to do what we have done this year without our, our leaders and our helpers. And like Pastor said, Mrs. Sheffield had just been a huge blessing. I get a phone call randomly and say, hey, Joe, how you doing? And I'm like, good. And then I ask her, what did I forget? And then she would tell me. And it was a blessing because I didn't know I didn't know until I didn't know I didn't know. Right? <laughs> And so she has been such a huge blessing to us this year as an assistant director. And so um, at this time, we're actually going to have our pledges. And they were going to be done um, by, uh, with the American flag by Jonathan Collins. Our Christian flag will be done by uh, Carter Gwynn Bible by Dana Marie Singh. And they will all be uh, done uh, and led by Boaz Workman. To the American flag, attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. To the Christian flag, attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for his kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. To the Bible, attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the people that came out today. And please help the children to speak clearly and that they will get something out of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. At this time, I would like to introduce our beginners, uh, led by Jessica and Jared Gwynn. Let me tell you about this. It is not an easy thing um, dealing with K3, K4, and five-year-olds. It's, it's not an easy thing. And to find people who have the heart for young people like they do is an awesome, awesome opportunity. You also don't know about all the time that they spend in it, also the snacks and just the dedication. Because after a hard day's work, to sit in a room with little kids, uh, they do it because they love the Lord. And so at this time, Jessica Gwynn.
We do our car races through the year, and the kids enjoy this, and they get to um, build a car and then race it. And uh, first place, we had Marissa Bruno. Second place, we had Nate Savage. Third place, we had Jackson Lucan. Fourth place, we had Benson Bruno. Our best paint job was Jackson Sutton, and our sleekest car was Jackson Lucan. We have our Faithfulness Awards, which are ones that they um, have come faithful. They might not have started at the beginning of the year to, um, to start the book and finish it, but they were faithful when they started coming. That is Xander Kennedy, Kyle, Kylie Myers, Gabe Myers, and Sarah Ramos. Now these are ones that finish their books. So when I call your name, come up here and Miss Melissa is going to give you your awards. For our K3, which is God's Little Treasures, we have Laura Lynn Lucan. Huh? Mm-hmm. And they can just stay up here until everyone gets their awards. And then we have Marissa Bruno. <laughs> For our K-5, we had Benson Bruno, Eliana Lopez Kaysen, she's not here tonight, Jackson Lucan, Ariana Rosie, Jalicia Simpson, and Athena Stickles. And these are our beginners. All right, let's give them one more round of applause for all the hard work they've been doing this year. All right, at this time, we are going to be going into, I believe, Songs of Praise, if that's right on the next slide. Yep, it's Songs of Praise. And that, this year, has been led by our own Mrs. Payne, as well as Mrs. Stembridge. So at this time, if we can bring all the kids up here as we sing, uh, begin by singing, My God is So Big.
amen. So um, next we're going to be talking about our offering that we were able to take this year. Now, we've been in really high stakes competition in master club for offering we've had these kids going under uh refrigerators looking at couch cushions they have been giving and giving quite great so we've had the boys um actually the girls got to 100 first and then the boys got to 100 and now tonight will be the night that they find out whether the boys or the girls won so if you could please with a drum roll on your laps for the girls 271 and the boys, 233.95. The girls won for the year. Fantastic job, ladies. Yes, somehow they were able to make more or get more money. I'm probably asking their dads. I don't know. But um, nonetheless, that all goes to missions. And as you can see there, that goes to the Edwards family in Brazil, serving there in Brazil. At this time, we are going to start a jamboree presentations. So first off, um, so Jamboree, if you guys don't know what that is, two times this year we have had our students, uh, our, our kids get up in order to practice serving the Lord. Uh, that can be done through a testimony, uh, lesson, uh, singing, or playing the piano. But whatever it was, they, they had the opportunity to think about what they were doing in order to give back to the Lord after all the things he's given to us. And so we had a competition. Uh, we had some fantastic judges. We had Jet, uh, David, um, we had Alexis and Riley, uh, Ryland, sorry. And uh, they were fantastic judges. It was like a board of people right there and they did a great job. And then of course, Mrs. Sheffield tallied all those together to get us our first place winners. And that is who you're gonna hear from tonight. So our first uh, person that will be coming is gonna be Dana and Victoria. And I believe Victoria is not here. So, Dana, if you could have somebody else hold your, your papers for you as she comes up and does the lesson, Taxes in the Fish's Mouth. Everybody wants to be a helper. You've got to pick one. It doesn't matter. People came to one of Jesus' disciples, Peter. The tax collectors asked him, Does your teacher pay taxes? Yes, Peter answered, We pay taxes. Peter went to the house where Jesus was. Before Peter could say a word about the tax collectors, Jesus began talking talk Jesus began to talk to Peter about taxes. Jesus already knew that who had Jesus already knew who had been talking to Peter. Since Jesus is God, he knows everything that is going on. We will pay our taxes, Jesus told Peter. Go to the Sea of Galilee and throw, your, and throw out your fishing line. And the very first fish you catch, you, open, you catch. Uh, and open its mouth, you will find a coin in the fish's mouth. That will, it will be enough to pay our taxes. That is a strange place to look for money in a fish's mouth. Peter, as a fisherman, had seen a lot of fish, but he probably had never seen one with a coin in his mouth. Do you suppose Peter obeyed Jesus? Do you think he found a fish with a coin in his mouth, just as Jesus had said? Yes, he did. Why did Jesus pay taxes? He wanted to teach his followers an important lesson. We should obey those who, rule, who, those who are in charge of us. We should obey our parents by doing what they tell us to do. We pick up toys and, when we, and come when we are called. We should obey our teacher by doing what she says. We should play nicely together are, and are quiet when she wants us to be quiet. 
We should also obey the rulers of our country. Jesus used a fish and a coin to teach the important lesson that God wants us to obey all who are over us. All right, at this time, Reagan and Dobby are going to sing a duet uh, that they won first place for the song, The Ten Commandments. One, we just begun. God should be first in your life. Number two's the idol rule. Those graven images aren't nice. Number three, God's name should be never spoken in jest. Number four, the Sabbath is for worship and for rest. Number five, we all should strive to honor father and mother. Number six, don't get your kicks from killing one another. Number seven, life is heaven when you choose your mate. Number eight, don't steal and break this rule for goodness sake. Huh. Number nine, don't be the kind who goes around telling lies. Number ten, don't covet when you see your neighbor's house or wife. That's the list and God says we stay away from these sins. That is why we memorize commandments one through ten. The perfect ten, the perfect ten. That's just as true as they were way back when. God gave the perfect ten, the perfect ten. God gave the perfect ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The perfect end. Amen. Oh, that was a wonderful ladies. At this time, we were going to have Carter and Parker sing a duet, Jesus Loves Me. At this time, we're going to have our second grade class with a group ensemble singing Nothing But the Blood of Jesus.
at this time, we're going to have Davia and Dana Marie with the lesson, Jesus Returns to Heaven. Jesus returns to heaven. Jesus rose from the dead. Mary had seen and talked to Jesus. As soon as she was done talking to Jesus, she ran to tell the disciples. That evening, some of the disciples were gathered together in a locked room. Suddenly, Jesus appeared in their room. Eight days later, Jesus appeared again in the same room, but the, this time, Thomas was there. Jesus told Thomas, you believe because you've seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen me and believe anyways. Later, Jesus stood at the seashore. He called out to seven of his disciples who were in a boat. They fished all night, but had caught nothing. Jesus told them to throw their net on the other side. When they pulled the net back in, it was full of fish. One day, Jesus took the 11 disciples up on a mountain. It was time for Jesus to go back in his, to his heavenly Father. He said, I have an important job for you. I want you to tell them the good news and everything I've taught you. Jesus gave the disciples a promise. Lo, I am with you always. His body began to rise up and up and up. The disciples stood quietly. They noticed two strangers standing by them. They said, You men of Galilee, why are you standing here looking up into heaven? This same Jesus who has gone away from you into heaven will come back again one day just as you've seen him go. All right, ladies, don't go too far. You're up next again. Um, we're gonna, they're going to be singing a trio with Alexis, I Have Been Blessed.
Girls, I Want to Go Too Far Again, um, you have another song, a duet uh, with Davia and Dana singing Obedience. Might as well just stay up here. We have Kylie Sayla um, singing a duet tonight. It's actually a group ensemble, uh, but the other two girls aren't able to make it. One of them is sick. Um, so they were going to be singing Hold Up the Light.
awesome to see young people serving the Lord. I don't know if you guys were encouraged as much as I have been this year. Um, you, it's an amazing thing when you see a young person come up to you and just say, Mr. Carpenter, can you tell me how I can be saved? Or Mr. Carpenter, can I do this? Or Mr. Carpenter, can I do that? It's an amazing thing that people, uh, that the gospel still works and that people are still being saved and, and, and young people still want to serve the Lord. So at this time, we are actually going to go into our receiving of awards. If I could have my helpers come on up as we get prepared. And young people, if you hear your name, I want you to go ahead and come up here and just be lined up across the front, okay? <clears throat> Our perfect attendance award goes to Dana Marie Singh and Davia Singh. For our book awards, uh, fifth grade, silver book completion goes to Lainey Culver, Kylie Gwynn, and Boaz Workman. Our faithfulness award from first to fifth grade, and this one's a long one, so if you guys could hold your applause to the end. Uh, Faith Stickle, Parker Bruno, Jonathan Collins, Jaden Denson, Carter Gwynn, Victoria McCreary, Dana Marie Singh, Seth Blunt, Elijah Ramos, Olivia Cure, Ava Lopez, Alexis Rath, Nora Romano, and Davia Singh. And our last award is called the Clubber of the Year Award, and we have two winners for this award, and that would be Lainey Culver and Kylie Gwynn. All right, let's give them all one more round of applause. At this time, I'd like to recognize all the leaders and helpers. Uh, just honestly, like I said, if it wasn't for them being involved and helping out and just stepping in where they needed to step in, uh, this year would not have been as successful as it was. Um, so our assistant directors would be Mr. and Mrs. Jim Pierce, Mrs. Betty Sheffield, Our secretary, Deanne Day. Our game director, Garrett Artman. Uh, music was fun this year. As you could see, we, we had a lot of motions. Uh, we didn't do the motions tonight, but it, when you see little kids just getting involved and moving their arms around, it's a blessing to see. Uh, but we had two music directors this year. That would be Amy Payne and Brittany Mills. And our pianist for this year was Naomi Stembridge. And again, what a blessing they were to us because, as you can tell, how many of you guys knew that Naomi played the piano? Anybody? Okay, nobody told me about it, and I found out, and so that's how we snatched her up for that. But that was such a blessing. Literally, I tell her a song, and somehow she's able to play it. So just keep that in the back of your mind, okay, people? All right, uh, for our beginners, director Jessica Gwynn, K2 and K3, uh, Jessica Gwynn and Jared Gwynn. Assistant Director in K4, Gina Harris. K5, Melissa Kareem. All right, and then Nursery, Diane Hopper. 
for our pri primaries and juniors. First grade, Kimber Savage with Victoria Lai and Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Savage. And she helped us out this year as well. I'm not very good at pronouncing things, guys. You'll figure that out as we get down this list. But she did a fantastic job as well. For second grade, Amy Payne, Naomi Stembridge, and Alicia Carpenter. Third grade, Kathy, Kathy Weekland, Jody Carpenter, and Faye Kiefer. Fourth grade, all right, Mrs. Nelson, Amanda Vaught, and Susan Dayton. It says Drayton, but it's Dayton. Um, I, I want to just brag on Mrs. Nelson for a bit. Uh, this lady has been such a blessing to this ministry and uh, literally is able to pump so much paper and resources out at the drop of a hat. And she doesn't, um, she'll probably kill me for this afterwards, but she, like I said, she's just such a blessing. Never complains, never, she says, yes, sir, and gets it done. So what a blessing that is with Mrs. Nelson. And then for fifth grade, Mrs. Culver, uh, Alyssa Brainerd, and um, yeah, I think that's it. Our helpers this year, uh, this can be from the um, derby that we had, was Norm Holinsky, Duncan Savage, and P.H. Culver. And again, our special thanks goes to our pastor. If he could come up too and receive a certificate um, for allowing us, again, to be able to do this ministry here at the church. So if you could at this time give them all a round of applause for all the service that they have done this year. And last but not least, our judges. Our judges for our jamboree, Jet Bloom, David Day, Alexis Brown, and Ryland Payne. Can we give them a round of applause? It's an amazing thing, even in the youth group. Uh, I, I asked Mr. Uh, Castillo about this. I said, would you be okay if I snatched them for a couple weeks? And said, yeah, it's an awesome thing for teenagers to serve the Lord. And listen, they didn't hesitate. They didn't gripe or complain. They said, yes, I'd love to do that. And so it was such a blessing to have the teens involved in Master Club as well. So one more time, let's give them a round of applause and thank them for the Um, I just want to say what a blessing Joe and Betsy Carpenter have been this year, and I'm thankful for how gracious they were to let me be a part of Master Club this year. They've done an outstanding job, and it's a great opportunity for one of our very own Master Club students, Betsy, to become a, the director with her husband. And I just want to say thank you very much for letting me be a part of it. And they've done an outstanding job, and um, it's great to hand the torch off. So, And we also, Master Club has something for them. At this time, uh, we are going to actually just go into a little message. I'm going to try to figure out this podium over here. I've been eyeballing it all night, and I really, last time I went against it, I didn't win. So I'm really hoping I can get it to go up. If, if not, Kevin might have to help me on this. I don't, I see a ball. Well, okay, I did it. Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, a couple weeks ago, well, maybe a month ago, I was trying to do uh, revival music and this thing fell down on me. Uh, makes you really hesitant about messing with stuff on the stage. So, uh, if you would, turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 45 tonight. Isaiah chapter 45. And we won't be too long, but I just wanted to share with you something that the Lord spoke to me about uh, this week, as well as we went to uh, camp. Now, I just want to say how fantastic a week we had at our senior trip in the wilds. It was an amazing thing. And I want to thank uh, the awesome team that we had. We had um, the Smiths, we had the Stembridges, and we had Mrs. Abney. Last minute, I said, hey, Allison, what are you doing? And she said, what do you want? And I said, what are you doing next week? She's like, what do you want? And then somehow... Uh, Tyler allowed her to come with us, and it was a huge blessing. But also, thank you guys for just praying. Honestly, uh, when you have teens going to a camp, a place where the gospel is preached, the devil 
wants to hinder that as much as he can. And I want to say through the prayers, and uh, I, I know many of you guys prayed, uh, it wasn't hindered. We had a great week. Many decisions were made, and it was a blessing to us. Um, so that being said, I want to get into the message tonight. And as um, we're going to look at the worthiness of God. Now, I, I don't have to ask this question because the fact of the matter is we've all made bad decisions, right? Um, even as I'm saying bad decisions, you were thinking in your mind about all the bad decisions or maybe one that just stands out in your mind. I, I'm, I remember when I was a teenager maybe, I think it was a teenager, I had a parent, and I'm not going to say her name because she's in the room tonight, but I had a parent uh, drive us to what was known as Bark Camp. Um, Bark Camp had a beach. Now, uh, describing the beach to you, it was sand, slime, and brown water, but that was the beach in Ohio, and it was something that people went to um, and we were going to go there with our family. And I remember we were driving on the interstate, and this parent that's not going to be named starts going faster and faster, and the exit's coming up, and she uh, just drives past it. And I say to her, I said, Mom, I'm sorry, it just happened. I think we missed the exit. And right there, in the middle of the interstate, she puts it in reverse and backs up quite, quite a bit. And I'm sitting there looking at my sister. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen eventually. But, um, and we made it. We're, you know, we're here today. Praise the Lord for that. But that was a, a bad decision. We can make uh, laughter, at, you know, make fun of other people's bad decisions. But I want to tell you about a bad decision I made this week um, at the Wilds. Now, they have signs in place uh, for reasons, right? Um, spe specifically, they have a zip line. It's a pretty awesome thing. And they have a weight capacity maximum on that thing and I'm thinking to myself I haven't really weighed myself in a bit I can't be that bad right <laughs> well I uh, geared up and uh, I'm talking to people and they're looking at me and they asked the question have you read the sign and I didn't think anything of it I'm just like hey everybody let's read the sign and we made them read it out loud I really now think it was about me and I this I'll tell you why um, we, we go, and I'm all harnessed up, and I'm going with jets, and as we're going down, I quickly realize I'm going in a lot faster than jet is. <laughs> and now this thing has three brakes. It has the first brake, second brake, and a bumper. And as I'm going in for the landing, I see people's eyes get big as I'm getting closer and closer and closer, and I get there, and I look to the guy and said, is it supposed to go that fast? And he said, no. <laughs> so then... Now you understand, we, we were on a mountain to a mountain, and there's a valley in the middle. And I'm thinking, well, I made it that way. I have to make it back because there's no going down from here. So it's either I make it or I don't. So here it is. So I go to the other one. And this one's a little bit worse because it comes more down at an angle. And so there's a little bit more speed than the other one. And again, Jet and I start off at the same little race. And then I say bye to Jet as I know I'm going in hot. And you see the workers jump out of the way. They didn't want to die. And uh, luckily, uh, that bumper saved my life. I hit the wood, but uh, I made it through. That was a bad decision, okay? Uh, we all make bad decisions in our lives. But I want us to be challenged tonight as we look into God's Word. We, and all the decisions that we make in life, we need to make the decision to choose God. God is the answer for the saved and unsaved alike. He's the answer to the need of salvation. He's the answer to living abundant life. But many times, even Christians, we don't choose God. And we are going to see tonight why it's so important that we always choose God. Look with me in Isaiah 45. The Bible says this, beginning in verse 5, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. There's only one point to this message tonight. One point. God is worthy. Our God is worthy. Do you understand what worthy means? Now, we ask the questions in Master Club. I ask for participation in Master Club. So I'm going to ask you, does anybody know what the word worthy means? Young people, you have a guess? Young, worthy. Go. 
Okay, shrug. Anybody else? Worthy. Okay, quite literally means that you have the characteristics or attribute of somebody that should receive uh, praise or uh, of somebody of worth. And Jesus says here, and God says, um, I am the Lord and there is none else. When we come to the end of our physical life, we are going to quickly see that there is nothing else more important than our God. It's not earning money. It's not man's recognition. It's not entertainment or sports. It's, it's not the, the fun of this life, even going down the zip line. There's nothing more important than our God. But yet many times we put things ahead of God in our lives, including ourselves. When we stop to think about it, though, uh, we can see how foolish it is, right? We can understand if we, we think about the reality of how important God is, we can understand how foolish it is. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite restaurant? Anybody? Red Lobster. Red Lobster. Moe's. Moe's. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Amen. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody in the back? Kylie. Red Robin? Yum. She stole yours. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? A favorite restaurant? Okay. So, yeah. Longhorn. Oh. Okay. Oh. Did you guys hear that invitation? We're going to Longhorn tonight. All right. That's going to be awesome. All right. So, imagine with me. Oh, John, real quick. Firehouse subs. That's good. All right. Imagine with me that somebody comes to me. And they say, Joe, I'm going to allow for you and your family to go to Olive Garden. Because honestly, Olive Garden is just the best restaurant here on the planet. Um, I know it's a hardened fact. It is reality. And if you don't understand that, um, I, I'm gonna, we can talk about it afterwards. But we're not going to go anywhere. Okay? So Olive Garden. But more than that, they say the Darden restaurant. So that would include, okay, Cheddar's, Red Lobster, Bahama Breeze, Longhorn. Right, um, So you can go to any of these Darden restaurants, you and your family, for free for the rest of your life. But there's a catch. If you go to any other restaurant, you forfeit this, this prize. And so imagine with me that on a Sunday afternoon, I'm getting a hankering. Yes, I said hankering for a double from, from McDonald's. So I go into the parking, that, that uh, drive through and I go roll down that window, and I get myself a burnt McDouble from McDonald's. <laughs> and you would say to me, Joe, that was dumb. That was foolish. And you would be right. Who would give up such a great prize of being able to eat somewhere for free for the rest of your life to then just give it away for one time at McDonald's for a burnt McDouble? That's crazy, right? But yet that's exactly what we do with God. God says that at the end of verse 5, okay, look at it with me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the light, I create darkness, I make peace, I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. God says, God has sought us out when we were his enemies. He was the one who created the universe with a mere spoken word. He is the one who gives everything that is good in this life. He is the one who has redeemed us, even though we have continued to reject him. God, he is Lord, and there is none else. Then why do we do the things of this world? Why do we run to these things? Things that are only pleasurable for a season. Why do we treat him, Jesus Christ, our God, as a jail, get out of jail free card or as a magic genie in a bottle when things get hard. Because Jesus is better than anything, hear me, than we could ever imagine. Do you understand that what we have been offered, we, we it's just uncomprehendable. We have been offered salvation from judgment that we have brought upon ourselves. We've been offered a relationship with the God of the universe. We have been offered to be joint heirs with him. We have been offered the opportunity. Listen, God didn't have to let us serve him. He didn't have to, but he allows us to serve him. And we've been offered crowns and rewards that we get to offer back at Jesus' feet. 
So then let us choose him in our day to life that we, we might see him and be more and more like him in our decision making. May we put him first and not our own desires in our service. May we remember that whatsoever we do should be all done for the glory of God. If you will, turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 19. This will be our last turning of the uh, scripture, and then we'll be done. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Now, I shared this with our teens and devotions at camp, but the Bible tells us, verse, six, fix, verse 16, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have enter, sorry, eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Verse 18, And he said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 20, And the young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? And Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And one of the saddest verses in the Bible, verse 22, and says, When the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. There came to Jesus, okay, a young man who was rich, who wanted to know how he could have eternal life. And so he asked God and Jesus, and Jesus says, listen, you got to keep the commandments. And he's bragging. He's like, yes, I've, I've done these things from the youth. I've done these things. But what, what do I lack? And Jesus said, listen, you got to give those things up, and you need me. And in verse 22, it says that this, he walked away. He walked away from God because he had possessions. Let me ask you, what profiteth a man... He shall gain the whole world and lose of his soul. What is it in our lives that we're not willing to give up for God? See, I'm standing before you tonight to tell you that everything boils down to one decision. Are you going to choose God or are you going to choose yourself? It's no harder than that when it comes to your salvation, when it comes to your marriage, your place of college, how you raise your kids, how you treat others. Whatever you do or don't do, do you choose God? Because we know that Jesus is better. And if Jesus is better, then why do we wrestle so much with these decisions? Everything that's before us, God's word tells us, listen, if you're going to follow me, open up my word, and I'm going to show you what I want you to do. But so many times we think that we know better. So many times, even if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're like, oh, I'll just put it off later. But can I tell you, if you don't choose God now, you're going to regret that you didn't choose God then. So let me ask you, as we finish up, are you choosing yourself or are you choosing God?